Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com There she is, Jules Gill. This is the Untitled Banner Podcast. I'm Scott Tilford, UBP, all the introductions, all at once. I'm Scott Tilford again, joined by Jules Gill. Uh, that was way too much, man. That was like being hit with like a sugar rush just right there. <laughs> it's just kind of like right into the eyeballs. That's what so you what get are after we a again? Who Hello. are we? Where, where, what's going on, mate? We're Who the Untitled Banner Podcast. This is the UBP. The UBP. The UBP. Where we ask people for their various questions, thoughts, whatever they would like us to talk about each and every week. And we got a lovely response last week, Mr. Josh Brown stepping in when you had to last yes. minute take some time off because of all the chainsaw. Uh, that we're doing the rounds nearby. <laughs> apologies to everyone there. But like <laughs> Scott and I were talking as it was happening. I was getting a wall installed upstairs. Uh, classic stuff, I know. Um, and <laughs> then it was basically like they told us that they would probably be finished around the time that, like, maybe an hour before we start mm. doing our recordings. And it got to that point, and we were just like, they are nowhere near finished, man. This is not <laughs> going to go on. And I had Kerry, both the cats. I had roadworks going on outside and that going on upstairs. I was like, there is no way the that beauty, I'm going to be able to record this. Yeah, like, the beauty of working from home where it's just yeah. any random seagull can just tank a recording as well as everything else. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but yeah, thank you very much for uh, everybody for sending in their various questions and stuff. There's been a lot of things happening this week, including the fact that me and Jules both didn't realize that No More Heroes 3 is just out today just, alongside just everything else. I, I swear, was this like a shadow drop? Like, did it advertise so. that it was coming? Like, oh, how yeah, did yeah, I just I, not know? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was like an October game and I thought then I thought it was mid-September and then I woke up this morning and the reviews were just out and I was like oh so it's it's just a thing then it's just out I just think that time worry. time dilation at the moment is a real thing like it just yeah. feels like it's just one long day at the moment <laughs> at the same time it's kind of cool that games are back like we you know Psychonauts yeah. is out Ghost of Tsushima's DLC is out there's just there's a nice chunk of stuff to play again mm-hmm. um, but yeah we'll get to all your questions we'll see because um, me and you have both been playing Psychonauts too we'll see if we can yes, wrangle we that have. in at some point and um, the first question from Haley from Camp Crystal Lake said, please give me all your thoughts on the new Saints Row written out in caps lock. And also a um, question from Darren Martin, who said, do you think any game similar to Grand Theft Auto will ever be able to compete, especially since they haven't released a new one in almost 10 years? And um, podcasts are still fantastic. Keep smashing it, guys. Thank you very much. Oh, um, thank you, mate. But yeah, where did you come down on the new Saints Row stuff? Because it is hella divisive online. Well, this is the thing. So the way that I see the Saints Row franchise is like a, a sort of spiraling down into <laughs> pure insanity. And I'm not uh-huh. saying that in terms of quality. I'm just, I'm just saying that they really let go of the reins and just let those wild stallions run. Uh-huh. And Saints Row, the first one, always sort of acted as a um, 
a sort of anchor point. It was like a, oh, look, this is our roots. We were a GTA mm. clone in effect. Um, it's got a lot of the trappings of that era. And it's just got like a sort of like slight over the top vibe, but nothing mm -hmm. like as extreme as things got in Saints Row 4. Mm -hmm. Now, I personally found Saints Row 1 and 2 to be maybe more enjoyable than okay. uh, some of the latter crazier ones. I definitely bounced off Saints Row 4. It was just like, here's everything. One, and when yeah. I was just like, okay, I have everything. It makes everything, a lot of stuff, redundant. But that's mm -hmm. just my personal opinion on that. No, so I think seeing like, the, the, them take that over-the-top attitude, that Fast and the Furious like um, mm. mentality and applying it to this first game, I'm kind of like, ooh, is this just chasing your own tail now? Because you don't look like you're innovating here. You're basically just going wacky, crazy. It's like, you've done that already. What's mm. the new thing? I don't know if I want this reboot to basically say, hey, that slightly grounded storyline that we were telling is now completely out over the top and out of the window. Because mm. at the end of the day, when you are playing as somebody who has literal superpowers, can have a dubstep gun and all of these crazy, hey, cool, <laughs> we're down with the kids, like weaponry and skin, skills, uh -huh. I don't feel like my character's ever in danger and therefore it's very hard for me to think of this as being like oh a tense firefight when i can just mm. walk around the corner and blast somebody's face off with an acid sprayer see the thing that i because i for me i didn't i like saints row one because it was that sort of like midpoint before gta 4 got mm -hmm. there it was like oh a next gen gta style game and then saints 2 i actually bounced right off and i get that saints 2 is the fan favorite and um, but for <laughs> me it was just more of that and it wasn't enough and then for me saints 3 is my favorite because at the time i thought and i still do think saints 3 script is just hilarious i think it's really well written i love how self-aware it is i love the fact that they're all robbing a bank with their own fake faces yeah yeah masks of themselves and then they're signing autographs because they're all famous <laughs> inside that world but they're still doing crimes i thought yeah. that stuff was brilliant and um, saints 4 like you said is where i also bounced off because i was like this is too crazy to the point where the superpowers are negating even the idea of traveling somewhere like why would you get a car why would you use weapons when you've got superpowers mm -hmm. and you can fly it just sort of it's kind of inverted itself and then i barely played get out of hell and so for the new one, um, I was always curious what kind of direction they were going to go in because it's set like those two like you know diverging paths of identity for the IP, and they've kind of tried to hybridize it and gone like, well, it's grounded. There are car chases, but it's also over the top. Everybody's pretty much made of rubber, and there's no threat. And I don't go. Oh, and everyone's got those bloody stupid robotic cat heads. Yeah, what well, I did a little tweet for that yesterday because when did that become a thing? Like, I guess maybe it was from Watch Dogs or maybe Dead Mouse when Dead no, Mouse. No, it, it's, it. it's 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 going to be something along those lines of Dead Mouse, or it'll be when um, Zero came along. In Borderlands 2 and popularized the I have uh, no expression, but I have numbers and emojis to right, express right. my thing. Like it's it's that sort of like, hey, look, we're wacky in a way. I, I don't. It's like an emoji it. for a face because I just my like because it is like. I just sort of looked at the trailer and I was like, this feels like a Fortnite CG character introduction. Like, this is what you would put out if yeah. you're about to yeah. give you a new character in Fortnite. I thought um, it was for a split second. So, I, thought yeah. it, I thought it was like Fortnite season whatever we're on now. <laughs> and that's kind of the thing. And I just, as you know, I don't feel like it has much of its own identity because it, but at the same point, it kind of does need to be another reset point to go forward again. And so for me, the, the thing that actually turned me around on it, I thought the CG was fine. I thought it looked, it, I mean, CG trailers, I mostly discard anyway, but I did think mm -hmm. that the gameplay that's out there for it does look solid. Like, nice you know looks like 60 frames a second looks like a high resolution and um, physics-based carnage stuff where they show like a car chase and a few other bits of gameplay mm -hmm. um, and that stuff looks fine i think for me it's just filling that gap of what gta hasn't filled for like eight years now um because i don't know about you but i'm i'm never playing gta online like i played that back at launch and i'm just kind of like well if I want a single-player offline crime sandbox game, I have to go way back into the past again. I'm not, yeah. you know, even GTA Five. I don't really enjoy that much, so I would go back to an older GTA, Sleeping Dogs, something like that. And yeah. so I like the idea of them plugging that gap, but it is just ticking a box at some point. 
I feel like maybe they're um, putting themselves in a hard situation because if they've gone, if they've taken craziness to the extreme with Saints Row 4, and now they're saying, hey, look, it's slightly dialed back, mm. then you're actually providing less for fans who loved that Saints Row 4 craziness mm. in the first place. And you're also trying to change, rewrite your own history, which is probably going to piss off a few of the earlier <laughs> uh, fans as well. So a bit of a hard place um, for them to be in right now. I think as well, like I've seen a lot of backlash or like, well, a lot of comments on just like the actual aesthetic of the gang. They don't look like a gang. They look like a bunch of people. Just like a bunch of people yeah. off the street doing yeah. wacky things. And it's like, no, that's fine. Like, that can be fun. Like, you can write a self-aware script around, like, this sort of insane scenario that they're thrown into. But I get that if you compare them to the way that everybody looked in Saints 1 through 3 and um, before all the Neo-Matrix stuff of Saints 4, yeah. then they just they just don't look like a bunch of gangsters. So it's like, at some yeah. point, maybe just call it a different IP. I feel like um, Saints Row 1 and 2 managed to capture that thing of like, it was a power fantasy, but it never made you feel like you were um, so overtly overpowered mm. that it became like trivial. And seeing the CG trailer of them being like, hey, look, I've just survived a complete car accident. And I'm like going, woohoo, or something like that. It's like- <laughs> That's every okay. game right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like, ah, oh, man, it's I don't feel like there's any sense of danger or threat to these characters at all. So therefore, when they're like, hey, cool, look how badass we are. It's like, mm. you're not badass if nothing is challenging you. Like A little bit, yeah. It's sort of, because like, that was always the best thing about, like the first time that they showed off Uncharted 2's big um, building collapsing set piece, and then like, like Drake sort of, stood up on the other side of it and was like holy crap like we were almost in that and it's like yeah. that you need that little acknowledgement of how insane yeah. things are to some degree i like the idea of them going a bit crazy with it but yeah i feel like i just need to see a bit more it's kind of crazy that it's out in february and we've just seen like the debut now we've seen a tiny bit of gameplay yeah so i kind of wonder that's only like a few months well i guess it's like sort of six months ish or whatever um but until that's not then. long in the game development no. world and that's what makes me wonder, like, how much more can be done with it? I mean, did they show more off at the Game Awards or did they just mm. wait? I mean, there's not that many more high-profile shows uh, until next February. But, yeah, I guess, I, I guess, I guess I'm cautiously <laughs> optimistic. But at the same time, the trailer itself didn't really blow me away. I think the CG side of it looked pretty lame. But I love Saints, so I'll, I'm curious. I'm playing Saints yeah. 4 right now. I've got the disease. I re-downloaded it. It's... <laughs> I can't help myself. Um, but yeah, next question from North Karaya, who says, Ledgers, what game has the best looking food? Ooh. Oh, this is a gut. What, what's your gut say? Uh, my gut says Final Fantasy 15. I was about to say Final Fantasy <laughs> has some insanely good looking food because mm -hmm. of the um, uh, the oh. attention to detail they went to with the campfire stuff. But yes. for me personally, yep. it's the um, uh, the Meowster Chef's yes. uh, dishes from Monster Hunter yep. uh, 4 because, or was it for, uh, Monster Hunter Ultimate, isn't it, that we're on now? Uh, Rise no, of the World on World. Switch, where they oh, sort of they started prioritizing um, what do they call it, bunny dango or something? B dango, oh, yeah. bunny dango, yeah, 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 where yeah, you get yeah, that yeah. stick full of all the meatballs, and uh, yeah. every time that comes out, and it's all steaming. Uh, oh god, I almost swore there. I effing love that. It's it's lunchtime when we're recording this, and just thinking of that. It's pretty it's the, good. Be the best thing is that when the Meowster chef actually like um like does the dish and then he unveils it from the little like uh, the uh, little uh, silver dish thing. It's just uh -huh. kind of like it looks so tasty. You're just like, oh man, I, would I love the like the really eating the eating animations as well. Just scran it like Homer Simpson <laughs> stuff. <laughs> just put it all in my head. Yeah, Monster Hunter and um, the newest ones especially, uh, World and Rise, um, and then Final Fantasy 15. Um, next question from Ruben. I would love to hear your thoughts on Marvel's Midnight Suns, the new project from the mm. XCOM team. Uh, seems to be a turn-based RPG that shares actually very little mechanics with XCOM and it won't have permadeath. Um, I guess permadeath and XCOM was always optional anyway, but 
Um, yeah, no, you you, with permadeath, well, it was always optional unless you were scum saving your way through <laughs> the game, which I'm pretty sure every game. You could have easy, I think, couldn't you? I, right. Maybe I feel that for Fire Axis to come out and just be like, hey, look, it's a Marvel game, but it's nothing <laughs> like XCOM. I'm just like, put my hand up, like, excuse me, why would you not want it to be like XCOM? Yeah. It's like literally a cult classic favorite. It's Everyone... like the era of like the turn based thing, Revival as well. Have we got Metal Slug coming back, like Gears, uh, Gears of War just did Gears Tactics. Like, yeah. it feels like. Why would you say that it's not? not part of like. <laughs> <laughs> greater collective thing and you are the like at the at the moment the creators of it so why would you not want people to go i do like I, I do know like even because like you and josh will run a mile from turn-based stuff i think there's something i think there's something in the water that the youth drink where they don't like the turn-based stuff as much as we do and i wonder if that's they're trying to skirt that line of like don't worry guys it's not completely turn-based there's <laughs> there's animations you'll be controlling it's fine whereas like yeah. i give me anything turn-based i love it um and for me the appeal was XCOM marvel i mean i've not looked yeah. into this yet i'm just going off what ruben says yeah yeah, but like, yeah. yeah, if if it is more of a turn-based RPG rather than a sort of grid-based um, tactical thing, that's still totally fine for me. I don't know about you. The only thing that I can think of is that um, XCOM does put itself into kind of the niche bracket because it does play up to its, it is harder than hard. It's harder mm. than your dad sort of thing. It's like, <laughs> it, but, so I can understand why they would want to sort of downplay that a mm. little bit because they want to make it feel like it's more open to the wider public, mm -hmm. especially when it's the a license as big as Marvel. But mm. when you look at the character animations, when you look at the sort of stuff that they're doing, you're, you're telling me that that's not an XCOM game. Like the character Character models are so blocky because clearly mm. it's meant to be shown from an isometric point of view. Like we're yeah. going to be zoomed out, dude. Like, well, there's one bit where it shows. I'm sure it's Iron Man firing like an ion beam and it bounces off Cap Shield. And I was like, cool. Yeah. If we can do tag team moves. That'd be really cool. And um, also for the permadeath stuff, I guess they just wouldn't do that because your no, team of heroes we, couldn't yeah. die. That Marvel probably wouldn't even like license it, or if they no. did die, they'd come back in the next episode. Sort of thing. Like, <laughs> what were your um, general thoughts on the trailer reveal? I thought the art style was a bit weird. Apparently, Midnight Suns is a thing from the '90s. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so I, was, I, I spoke yeah. to Ewan about it a little mm -hmm. bit because of the fact that he was getting very irate that Iron Man was included <laughs> in the Midnight Suns yeah, because he's saying. never been included and should never be included in uh, that uh, group. Probably. I thought that the new costume designs for some of them were nice but it, they were very very blocky and mm. the reason being because i think that we're not going to be seeing them in much detail we're going mm -hmm. to be zoomed out and that's so, even in the cg render like if that's yeah, an i did find that a bit yeah. confusing like mm -hmm. that they did that but like everyone looked like they were um they were made of like push fit stuff it was, it was just kind of like i'm just gonna, i'm just gonna pop uh, some shoulder pads on you here i'm gonna like <laughs> uh make this like shiny for no reason mm -hmm. it's like okay fine mm -hmm. i guess yeah lots of black and gold uh, i thought that like uh, is it robbie reyes the new ghost Rider? look pretty solid yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like some of the visuals do look solid i like the idea or the thing that i've sort of vaguely read that the main character in the middle walking towards the camera is actually your customizable character and you can which be is a very cool hero. yeah yeah i love the idea of that um especially if you can pick and choose different powers and stuff like and uh you know Mate, different do you remember that combo. do you remember that x-man uh man game where you got to create your own mutant I can't no. remember what it was called. Oh, bad! It was no, like it's—it's it's such a great gimmick because it was like you could basically create your own X-Men uh, member, oh. and they would join other ones on like battles, and it was like a really cool concept. But it only mm -hmm. boiled down to like three choices, pretty much. It was kind of like, <laughs> do you want to go fast, be strong, or have like great projectiles? I was like, ah, oh, man, that's such a good concept. Let us yeah. actually make our own superhero. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I like I love the old Ultimate Alliance games. Even Ultimate Alliance Three was like fine, and like the yeah. X-Men Legends and stuff. Like you take that, take the camera, make it grid based, and and, and give us like way more control over specific power sets and stuff yeah that could be really cool
Yeah, I totally agree with you. And we saw how um, even I hate to admit it, but Mario and um, uh, Rabbids. Mario um, and Rabbids is one of yeah, the best games of the recent that years. That showcased a thing that XCOM <laughs> hasn't really done properly yet. Mm. And that is the fact using uh, your own teammates in order to uh, combo attacks off of each other. Yeah. XCOM uh, Chimera Squad kind of like experimented with it, but it didn't really do it in the same way. Because mm. I actually went and played it. I finally got a chance to play <laughs> This Raven Rabbits game, weird... and I actually was just like, "Damn, this is a good game." This it's is solid, really like the game. way that they sort, of, yeah, the way they change combat, where you just you're just thinking of what moves can I combo together? Like, can I yeah. jump off one of my dudes to get more range and things like that? And um, I wonder if they're taking a, a, a page out of Fire Emblem's book as well, where it's like whoever yeah. you're standing next to might buff you and stuff like that. Um, I'm cautiously, clever. yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. I love Fire Axis, love XCOM, so and like Marvel, I'm kind of burnt out on Marvel overall, like right now, but I yeah. still like the idea of playing as those people. I feel like if we're in the giant WrestleMania event that is life, we're in the kind of piss break match because it's like we've had um, the Scarlet, uh, uh, Scarlet, the Scarlet Witch, Witch um, show, Wonder Vision, Black, um, Black Widow. Yeah, uh, has come out, and obviously we've got the Ten Rings one coming out. And let's mm-hmm. face it, the trailer for that has <laughs> painted him to look like a B-lister superhero at oh, best. Kinda. I think that the rev- like I love that dude, uh, Simu Liu. I think he's called the uh, the yeah. martial. The main dude looks awesome. Like the actual fights look brilliant. But then I read a review that said that they go away after the first third. So I'm like, yeah, oh, well. I just I looked at that trailer and I was there <laughs> oh, like, well. there's some, something smacks us off of, of this, and I yeah. can't figure out what it is. It feels like we're in a high. Uh, a high budget TV show mm. rather than a high budget movie. Feel it feels like... like it's just like, okay, here's another character. Well, that's the thing for Marvel overall, and this is such a tangent, but for Marvel overall, Endgame was an ending. Like it was yeah. it was such a cumulative final point. And then like to sort of bring people back in and go like, oh, we got more guys. And it's just like, we were done. Like we were yeah, all we're, so done. Like we're playing you know. the Azura's Wrath DLC chapters right now in life. <laughs> That's what we're doing. We're paying just for the, like the end game. Yeah, like we've seen the credits, we've seen the ending, and then I think trying to um, stimmy up enough energy to keep going is, is quite a tough task. But in mm. the in video game form, like playing as the characters is something different. But yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully that thing uh, comes together. Next question from Nard Dog, who says, "Hey, Ledgers, hope you're doing well. Um, I waded through the hellscape of online scalpers and secured myself a PlayStation Five, but I feel like I should have gotten an Xbox instead because Phil Spencer." is handing out games like free candy i need to know if i made a huge mistake or not and um, i will let your gut reaction go to this because i know you haven't got either of them yet but how mm. do you find how have you like um, what's your thoughts on the way that the console cycle is rolling out so far because well, i have as, so I'll dive in as a, a nice little like savvy uh, penny saver that i am at the moment this, this thing guys all of my money at the moment is going into buying <laughs> skips for this bloody house to do this <laughs> garden renovation <laughs> New um, fences. if i had I realized that I'm, I actually uh, spent, I've bought five skips for this house so far, which is more than when enough you said to skips, buy I thought you PlayStation meant 5 and, and I realized what you meant. Good. Um, yeah, Ash was calling me uh, Professor Skip the other day. So that was, <laughs> that's my new nickname. If I was Professor a super, I'd be Professor Skip. Um, so the thing is, is that uh, when it comes down to which console to get, being on the sidelines, being able to look mm. in at what other people are buying and how uh, the two companies are treating their consumers, I actually have to admit that I really dig what um, both of them are doing because they are actually approaching the concept of how to game, how to mm. play video games in very different manners. Mm-hmm. I love the technical um, supremacy that seems to be going on on the PlayStation 5 side. I feel like they are really rewarding players, finally starting to kick into gear with their first party uh, titles. Mm-hmm. I feel like we are looking ahead and getting some really nice stuff on the horizon that's fantastic but, as well yeah very true a, very true a a a that's why they pay you the medium bucks <laughs> so then the um 
And we've got on the other side, we've got the Xbox, who is basically just going Game Pass. This is it. You mm. can have all of these titles day one. And this is why you want ease of accessibility. That's where we're going for. Mm-hmm. You basically got, um, if the two companies were friends, you've got your really tech savvy friend on one side who invites you over, but doesn't let you touch all of his toys on the shelf just yet because he doesn't want the fingerprints dirtying them up. He collects vinyl. That's what he is. And then on the other side, you've got Microsoft, who's got a slightly warm tin of beer with your name on it, but he's got crisps. He's got endless he's got snacks. Everything. He's got all the TV shows on day. He's just like, pull up, we'll watch a few episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and then play Rock Band for a bit. How does that sound? It's a good night in versus a very good night in, but maybe a little bit sterile. Yeah, and to extend that metaphor, I think that the 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 first person with the shiny things will get there. Will realize the yes. value of friendship. Will share the yeah. things over time, mostly in 2022. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. I will say that in direct response to this, um, no, you haven't made a mistake. I do think no, that um, the Game Pass. The thing is, Game Pass is a phenomenal deal, um, yep. and it is a hell of a thing. And recently, it's been on fire. Like I mean, like just the last few weeks, it's been the likes of Psychonauts 2, The Ascent, um, just even little things like Descenders, like the sort of trick-based BMX type game. Um, motocross game. I absolutely love stuff like that. And I think that it encourages you to dip into a wider variety of genres, which is something that, you know, overall people need. Yeah, what I would just add to that is mm. like the fact they added in the Quake uh, games. Quake I love too, the fact yeah. that they're rewarding nostalgia as well by just going, mm. hey, look, we just secured a deal with Bethesda and we've got all of these other things coming from them. We've got Quake coming here as well. Look, stay mm-hmm. tuned. There's like, you know, who knows what else we might snap up. The thing is, like, I, because I've got a Series X and a PlayStation 5, so it took me a long time to get both of them, but I managed mm-hmm. to get both. And the thing is, like, the Series X is phenomenal, but it doesn't have, like, it has Psychonauts 2. It has the occasional new game, mostly on the indie side, but it doesn't have the, oh my God, what, what can this next generation? do yeah. it doesn't tick that box yeah. which is what the ps5 does so it's like if you get on ps5 play returnal play ratchet and clank play the, the newest games on the system yeah. and that's the thing that i think rewards the money invested uh more so than just sort of experiencing all the um you know uh series x upgrade stuff where it's really cool yeah. to play ssx3 in hdr with like you know an, an infinite uh, instant loading and stuff like that but it's not i think that they both of them have pros and cons i do think the yeah, series definitely. x is a hell of a piece of kit um, and Game Pass is brilliant, but so far there hasn't been anything where I've gone, you should buy an Xbox for Game Pass to play this. It's not like, yeah. you know, everything else either comes to PlayStation, like the medium is about to drop on PlayStation next week anyway, uh, or the week after, and it's kind of like Game Pass is just nice. It's a nice thing. Yeah. Like you said, it's a nice it, pack of peanuts and a pint of, a pint of beer, but that's about it. That's the thing, because I'm lucky in the fact that I've got that for the PC, and mm. so it's like a really minimal cost that I'm getting a lot of reward well, out nothing. of it. You could just you could stream it. You could easily just get yeah. Game Pass and stream it to a phone. Like, you could like do that the too. fact that I was able to play um, Sunset Overdrive uh, for the first time, because mm. I didn't get like an original X, uh, getting, didn't get an Xbox One. Um, so on, it yeah. Was, yeah, um, I was just really happy to be able to play some of the games that I missed out on that console cycle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it's, it's uh, both consoles, like uh, Scott said, have their strengths. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that the Sony uh, PlayStation 5 probably will be the long-term winner in this round because it's I feel like when you look at Microsoft's first-party stuff that's coming out, unfortunately, mm. Halo Infinite has not set the world on fire as much as it no, clearly wants it to. And also with Infinite, I mean, it's, it's I don't know if he has an older Xbox, but Infinite's on everything. Like, it goes, it's it's on the original mm-hmm. Xbox One from 2013 as well. So, um, yeah, they, they both have pros and cons. I think that it's very easy if you only had a PlayStation to look at the amount of stuff that people are getting on Game Pass and just go, well, I wish we had a bit of that. Um, the nearest comparison is obviously PlayStation 
PlayStation Now, um, and they have like older stuff too. But yeah, there's pros and cons. I don't think you should beat yourself up that you don't have an Xbox just yet. Um, but that's not to discount the value of Game Pass. I just don't think there's been anything that's you could really hold up and go, oh my god, guys, you're missing yeah. out on this. Like yeah. it's not they're not there just yet. Whereas I do think something like Ratchet and Clank is like phenomenal uh, mm-hmm. and my game of the year so far. So um, stuff like it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. That next question from McAllister NYC, hoping at some point for a UBP at the PUB where you do lots of <laughs> drinking between questions. Would love some unfiltered drunk takes. Uh, I also oh. envision air guitar and Welsh profanity. Have an awesome day. See, now I would be absolutely keen for that uh, because how many episodes have we actually done of the UBP? Oh, I don't know. I, I, there's, there's a thing on uh, the service that we used to upload where you can put in the episode number and I stopped yeah. using that many, maybe even a year ago. I don't know how long we've done this now, but... God, I can't even I can't even remember how long how long it's been since we started, but I would love, <laughs> absolutely love to do like a special edition when we record it live somewhere yeah, yeah. doing some sort of like um 
because the fact that the new studio space is all set up and running or at least mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, like 90 percent mm-hmm. of the way there in the new offices and mm-hmm. the fact that i'll be coming to visit you guys like hopefully once a month for a couple of days month, i could know. yeah i know i could get something like filmed with you and huh? we do like a special episode and do like well, a when video was the last time that podcast. we were in in a pub was that 2019 <laughs> i don't even wild. know i think <laughs> yeah, i like the idea some, of doing something together for some reason my mind is like screaming back to us just being at a ran for a random pint in I was like thinking, the uh, Weatherspoons up in Gateshead. Oh, That's maybe, the last yeah. time that I remember being next to you. Probably, yeah. I was thinking of like that. And then when we we went down for something in London, I forget what it was. Oh, maybe it was Crash Team Racing. That was ages ago. Actually. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah, that was. That I'm trying to think of when the last time that we went for a pint was. It was it's definitely be... a, the start of last year at the very uh, at the very latest. I mean, maybe the staff Christmas party would probably be the uh, probably. closest one. Yeah. This is just, just two mad. men catching up now, but yeah, at the same yeah, time, mad. I do mad. like the idea of that. If we could do some sort of live thing, I'll see what episode number we're on, because I vaguely remember us planning a hundred episode thing, and I don't know if we ever did that or not. Like you said, time oh is my. a flat circle. Oh my. But <laughs> I'll have to look into what number we're on. Um, but yeah, we like the idea of doing a bit of the UBP and the PUB, and we'll see what we can put together in the future. I even love that as a title. You know I love my sort of wordplay yes. stuff, so that has just sold me. That UBP is. and the PUB. Yeah, and I want to throw it. in a, a quick question from last week. We got a lot of questions for this week, but one of the things that we we got asked when Josh was on last week, I wanted to pitch to you, um, okay, which sure. is from Harvey Morellas, um, who says, what's your all-time go-to snack and drink for a night of gaming? I was curious oh, what yours it's, was. It's a tough one because I think that we discussed like food and gaming uh, like way back way mm. and how I'm very adverse to having stuff that makes my fingers sticky when yes. I like play games. Like Same. I don't personally don't want to slice a pizza if I'm going to get the controller all greasy. So I kind of- should do like pizza, like gaming pizza gloves. You just sort well, of like slot them on. I yeah. think that those little mini pizza rolls are probably the best solution mm. because you get all of the flavor of pizza, but it's the crust that you're picking up. So you don't yeah. have to worry about that in that sense. Um, it's a uh, it's a tough one to go for. I mean, when I go for drinks, it mm-hmm. would probably be some sort of beer. I do like to have like, uh, I don't drink that often anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I make it into like a special occasion. So if I'm going to have a gaming session planned ahead of me, I'll like chill some Guinness in the fridge. I'll like Ooh. have a little, have a, like an ale and just like sit there with a nice Show. crisp cool ale and just sat there and just go like, yes, this is <laughs> what it's all about. But in terms of snacks, um, I actually go down a different route and don't mm. go for savory. I go for sweet because I like the energy burst to keep you like in the game. Mm-hmm. And I've recently discovered that um, I can't remember if they're called uh, Malwam pimples or something like that. I've heard they of Malwam. They're like vegan and uh, they are like um, giant skittles is the best okay. way to describe them, but with a slightly chewier center and very sharp at like um, citrusy tastes. Mm. And I love them because like I only have to have like one or two, have a little gaming session after I finish and just be like, oh, I need to pick me up, have one right. of them. And I'm like uh, Terry <laughs> Crews when he's um, got the Choco nibs in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> I'm like just there with the nibs. Like, so that deserves a nib. Deserves a Just nib. keep diving back in. I rediscovered yeah. munchies the other day because I've started going for, oh, I've started swimming munchies. again. Munchies are maybe the most <laughs> overlooked but cherished uh, chocolatey good in what, UK history? I don't even know if they're worldwide or not, but we have them here. For those of you at home who don't know what we're on about, <laughs> the munchies are amazing because they're like um, chocolate uh, squared off domes. Yep. And I wouldn't even know what shape you'd, uh, you'd call it. I want to um, call but, it a rhombus, but I don't know if my mind's just called, let's call it a rhombus. rhombus. A rhombus of chocolate is yes. definitely how you should describe something to get people <laughs> engaged. So you've got this rhombus of chocolate and inside you've got caramel, but inside as well. 
sneaking about like a cheeky whippet, just waiting for your tongue Sometimes. to hit that, to pull it close to your teeth and yeah. get a crack on. It is a tiny nugget of crunchy goodness, hard biscuit center. And the oh. way that they make them, it's you don't get biscuit in every single one of them. So you no. kinda, it's, it's the original loot box. You just sort of keep going. It's like a bit of caramel, a bit of biscuit. Oh, that's a really good one, that. What's the next one? Oh, it's caramel again. Let me have another one. Let me find another biscuit. And you keep yeah, going. Whole and packet. then I'm imagining that somebody from like Munchies HQ's listening to this and he's like, wait a minute, we don't put any hard biscuit in there. What's, it, what's he on about? Is there, <laughs> so has there been like another rat feces problem again? <laughs> he's had, he's oh, had a broken delicious, one. Mate, British chocolate. But this is, I, the other thing, I, this is another random tangent, but I've started swimming, swimming again to try and lose a bit mm-hmm. of weight. To try, and, mm-hmm. try and get back into, you know, let me be seen by outdoor people again size. So I was like, right, I'm going to start doing a bit of the old swimming again. And let me tell you that chocolate after swimming is the best taste in the world. Anything hey. after exercise is brilliant. You're talking to me like I didn't do that for my entire like uh, preteen years. Well, the thing went, is, why did went no for a, one went for, a, went for a swim on the Sunday with the mates, uh-huh. crowded around in a little arcade cabinet that uh-huh. had Daytona USA there, and also the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. So that was a blast. Yeah, around with Freddo's in for the boys. Mate, it was it was chomps. It was uh, Freddo's. It was um, sometimes if you're feeling real spicy, you go for fries and peppermint cream bars. Oh bloody Oof. hell. That's Oof, a, that's a fine mate. time. I think the, the thing is, why did no one advertise the idea of exercise with the reality that food itself tastes better afterwards? That's what tell teenage me that, and I would have jumped on the yeah. running machine, the elliptical. I couldn't have got enough of it. But it's like, yeah, point being, the chocolate very good after swimming. I forget what the question was, but it's no, it no, was no, we, snacks we, and drinks. No, we, no, we've made our own point now. Our own point now. <laughs> question that. Not. Uh, next question, question yes, thank you very much. From Schmanz Schmilliamson, what's your pet peeve for gaming as you get older? I'm from a rural area where the internet is okay, but not always. So mine is, I hate when games force you to be online or need to constantly be updated to be played. I miss oh. the days of just playing. Thank God it's Friday, you're legends. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for your uh, contribution. I feel for you, mate, because mm. having bad internet when everything has got all these DRM stuff, it's just like, get out of my I mean, call life. Duty, like the the it's doing the rounds at the minute that the newest Call of Duty Call of Duty Vanguard is 270 gig uh, later this year. And you so are like, kidding me. That's that's the um, thing doing the rounds. I mean, my general response was just okay because Call of Duty right now, if you have Modern Warfare, Cold, uh, Black Ops Cold War, and Warzone installed, is about 200 300 gig. It's most that's of ridiculous. It. Oh god, it's stupid. Like just condense the damn files. Like it's ridiculous. What's but, the um, average yeah. like going? Um, uh file space that you get on a xbox one uh, xbox um series x or um uh ps5 i 500 think well, gig, isn't it most of you most of them go for a terabyte now i think the series okay. x is a terabyte but by the time it's had the os and it does that whole crunch thing you end up with yeah. like 800 odd gig or whatever it is so Ooh, yeah lucky you you get lucky nearly me. like half of your console taken well, up that's by the, thing. That, the you... operating system <laughs> Yeah, if you have like a Series S, then like getting Call of Duty just is your hard drive. And it's like, there's a whole conspiracy theory of Activision forcing other games off your hard drive. So you only have Call of oh, Duty, man, so it's Call of Duty Machine. That's sinister. <laughs> that would be really funny or weird or hilarious or tragic if it is the case. But yeah, um, in terms of, that's why I mentioned this because someone like him, it would take him weeks or months yeah. to be able to download yeah. a game. And like, oh. yeah, I would hate that. So I used to um, hang around with a group of Australian uh, lads um, mm. who were just constantly uh, in awe of my pretty pathetic internet speeds because out <laughs> there where they live, they were just like, nah, man, like sometimes the internet will just like collapse over itself. Downloads, right. they'd have to leave on, not just overnight, but over several days in order and to get like a few gigabytes. Students, just days. kind of like, 
how do, how does that even work? Yeah. What's going on over there? <laughs> well, I was like, for the longest, I mean, we, we're old enough to remember 56K modems. Uh, where I was like, now the idea of one dee gig dee download dee. <laughs> was a big deal. And now it's like 50, 60, 100 gig downloads, which is kind of crazy. Um, in terms of pet peeves as I get older, mine is checkpointing. If you yeah. can't respect my time as a gamer, I'm just going to give up. It's why I've not finished Returnal. Um, and I know that that's more of a genre thing. Um, but I need some sort of thing that carries over. If I'm literally just resetting and losing everything, I'm just going to go, well, what was the point? I've, I've yeah. literally wasted three hours. Like, oh, I unlocked a different power-up for the next run. That stuff just, I, it just makes me, I just, <laughs> just I hate it. No, it just makes my blood itch. I just hate it. I just go, oh, I just go, I can't stand it. I don't know if it's the same for you with that genre, but... Still. Oh, it's definitely a pet peeve, but for me, my uh, choice of thing that annoys me to no end, that absolutely rakes my coals, as it were, <laughs> is definitely when uh, games come along and they add an achievement uh, due to DLC that gets released mm. afterwards. But what they do is they uh, lock that off from like you ever getting 100%. I hate right, that right, right, because right. it's like what they should do is they should allow like achievement hunters or like just games in general to segregate the... Um, like offline portion of mm -hmm. like of uh, achievement goals and online sections or have them like gated off so that you can still get like the nab all the achievements platinum trophy for some mm -hmm. games without having to buy all of the dlc because sometimes you'll be playing through there were at least like two dlc packs you don't want to buy them and yep. just like that you can't 100 that game i can't think which game it was because i used to go for 100 stuff a lot more but i forget which game it was where i had 100 and then released the dlc and my percentage went down and i was yeah, just like just no like, i worked uh, for this like this is yeah. the thing i was going for um yeah i guess just like i said as we get older anything that's like tick boxy or completionist like you, you, you just start to care less about it because you're yeah. getting through stuff because you've got life to get back to last question from mike who says would you take Splinter Cell back if it was a fundamentally different experience than the original games? It's no secret that fans were divisive about the last few Tom Clancy titles, and there's a chance that a new Splinter Cell could be something that fans would have rather stayed gone. Um, I guess this is literally just saying, would we take an open world Ubisoft AF Splinter Cell? Which no, I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if it was voiced by Michael Ironside, I guess I could get on board with that. Like, give me Ghost Recon, but it's stealth only, and Michael Ironside. And I guess like a plane to fly around in, to drop in to different yeah. missions. I mean, they gave us like kind of a good hybrid of the open world and stealth with Metal Gear Solid Five, but I mm. definitely felt that that did lean a lot more on action than it did on the stealth stuff yeah. for me personally, because I'm crap at it. Um, <laughs> so I feel like if they made it so that enemies could just absolutely obliterate you, and therefore you had to use stealth at like at all costs, like mm -hmm. avoid operating in daytime, like go and do loads of night missions, so you can use all the like night vision goggles and tech and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If they made it like that. I would be on There's board a chance. with it. There's a chance that I could get on board with it, but I would <laughs> not like it if they turned it into a games as a service title where it's like, log in and strangle three enemies each day to so unlock <laughs> Sam's bonus uh, Kachinga coins. Use Kachinga coins uh, yeah, to like go down to the local casino and buy this thing that might get him a purple pair of pants. Like, I don't, I don't want to admit it, but I will. I think I'd be up for that. I think <sighs> part of me misses Splinter Cells so much that I would check in to do a few little little targets, so like Hitman nah. style. Like, so this this uh, Colonel such and such is loose in the such and such desert, and you need to go find a way to kill him, and he's available for the next six hours. I think I would take that with my little purple <laughs> pants on, get my little just, red lights on. 
I, I, don't, I don't know why, but that just feels like it'd be like against everything that Sam Fisher would be about because it'd sure. be like tactical planning, research, like constantly <laughs> monitoring and surveilling your uh, your enemies and taking them out when they least expect it. Just and it's kind of like, go, 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 now, 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 run, run through the streets with the machine gun just firing blindly <laughs> at the back of his head. That was kind of what Spinner Cell Conviction was like, just sort of everything's gone out the window. I, did you like convic- Conviction? Um, not at the time. Um, I went mm. back to it because I, I did a big franchise playthrough a couple of years ago now. And because um, I, I love Blacklist, um, like, that my top one is Chaos Theory, then Blacklist, and then the rest of them. And so, yeah, Conviction at the time, I just was like, this isn't Splinter Cell. It just feels because yeah. it really it isn't really like it's not the methodical way of the original trilogy. No, it's just I got more out of it recently. They yeah. didn't. They basically like, let's uh, change it up because fans mm. apparently don't like stealth, and it's like, no, that's why we're buying these. That's games. kind of the IP. It's um, yeah. If, if you go back to Conviction now, I think knowing that they semi-resurrected it in Blacklist gameplay-wise, like you can't get a bit out of Conviction at this kind of extremist deviation of everything. Sam, like everything goes mm-hmm. so sideways for him, mm-hmm. and his reaction is just to butcher everybody. And I love the mark and execute stuff, like tag five dudes, shoot five dudes. I think that's a cool. Yeah, mechanic. that's quite cool. Um, but yeah, Conviction was a was a weird one. I think if they they shouldn't go down that route again. Although that does feel like the closest to what they would do, because that's the hybrid of action and stealth. My worry is, is that they would bring it back because obviously of the reference point in um, Tom Clancy's Wildlands, that mm. they would try and do something similar to that, where it's just kind of yeah. like, here's 20 people for Sam to take down. He can take them down however he wants. It's kind mm. of like Crackdown meets Tom Clancy. Well, the, and I would just be like, no, because it's too crazy and over the top. He needs to have restraint. That's yeah. the best thing about stat, about uh, the Splinter Cell games mm. is that they are tense, like piano wire tense because of the fact that you feel like at every wrong moment mm-hmm. could just spell the end of the mission. Well, that's the thing. And I think it's so like that feels like it's anathema to where we're at as an industry right now. Like mm-hmm. what game has restraint right now? Like there's just so little of anything, especially in a stealth context. Um, but yeah, I would hope that they do something like that if they ever um, brought it back again. But yeah, thanks to everybody for sending in their various questions and thoughts. We will do the same thing next week. I always have to remember to mention our Twitter handles. Mine is yes. at slash LP89. Jules, yours is at retro j with a zero and if you want to submit all of your questions for next week's episode you can check out our uh, twitter accounts every thursday yes. we'll be putting out some stuff with the hashtag upp the upp the upp the upp the upp thanks to everybody for sending in their things and we will catch you all next week bye, bye everyone bye. also bye. i'm scott taylor for john about your skill bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.